Hey man, John here. Look, I know you love my voice because you've been listening to it for so many years now, but I'm sure I've mentioned to you that I also do audiobooks and all sorts of fun little things. So, you know what, man? You can totally hire me. And it's easy enough to go to www.johnwatersvoiceover.com. That's johnwatersvoiceover.com to hire me, check out podcasts, and even, if you're not convinced, I'm going to give you free stuff. I got promo codes for all kinds of books to suit your fancy and try my voice out. But also, if you've tried out my voice, you've heard it, you love it, and you're like, I want to support this guy some more. Well, man, I got something for you. I got a store right there on that same site, johnwatersvoiceover.com forward slash store. And man, oh man, we got shirts, hats, we got mugs, we got stuff that you cannot live without, especially if you're a fan of me. So come on and check it out, man. johnwatersvoiceover.com. You'll get great oral and then some. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another wonderful episode of The Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Johnny Waters, and this is my podcast where I read the Bible from cover to cover uh, because my career is taking off. I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, so you can find us at uh, w- uh, according to stupid at gmail.com, uh, at accord to stupid on the Twitter, and um, www.johnwatersvoiceover.com forward slash podcasts where you can find us and all that fun stuff. Um, okay, we're in Isaiah chapter 14 is where we're starting today. 14 out of 66. So we're we're going to be in Isaiah for a bit. Um, but uh, judging from the trivia question that they're uh, handing us here here in a moment, um, we're going to get into some cool shit, I hope. Um, so that's that's what I know. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what goes down. Um, yeah, fuck, here we go. KingJamesBibleOnline.org. Um, and here we go. Yeah, chapter 14. I don't have anything else to tell you. (laughs) For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob and will yet choose Israel and set them in their own land and the strangers shall be joined with them and they shall cleave to the house of Jacob. Okay, fair enough. And the people shall take them and bring them to their place and the house of Israel shall possess them in the land of the Lord for servants and handmaids and they shall take them captives whose captives they were and they shall rule over their oppressors. That one I'm very confused. And it shall come to pass in the day that the Lord shall give thee rest from thy sorrow and from thy fear, and from the hard bondage wherein thou wast made to serve, that thou hast uh, that thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon, and say, How hath the oppressor ceased, the golden city ceased? Um, I'm, if I'm reading this right, it sounds like everyone's going to be fine in Israel. Oh, by the way, they're still going to take you. <laughs> So it's not going to be fine. Um, The Lord hath broken the staff of the wicked and the scepter of the rulers. He who smote the people in wrath with a continual stroke, he that ruled the nations in anger, is persecuted, and none hindereth. 
The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break forth into singing. Yea, the fir trees rejoice at thee, and the cedars of Lebanon, saying, Since thou art laid down, no feller is come up against us. Oh, good, I guess. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. Oh, that's pretty cool. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It hath raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. Even ours? Uh, even uh, No, I mean not ours. <laughs> all they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? Thy pomp is brought down to the grave, and the noise of thy vials. The worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. Well, eventually, I mean, they cover everybody. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? I mean, eh. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the Most High, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms? Well, started to. Uh, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners. Um, God has prisoners? All the kings of the nations, even all of them, lie in glory, every one in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch, and as the raiment of those that are slain, thrust through with a sword, that go down to the stones of the pit, as the carcase trodden under feet. Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial, because thou hast destroyed thy land and slain thy people. The seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. Well, sure. Prepare slaughter for his children for the iniquity of their fathers, that they do not rise nor possess the land nor fill the face of the world with, with cities. That's probably where the rule of like, uh, the dad was bad, we better kill all of them. Because it's just a... Just a root of evil, you know. For I will rise up against them, saith the Lord of hosts, and cut off from Babylon the name, and remnant, and son, and nephew, saith the Lord. I will also make it a possession for the bittern, and pools of water, and I will sweep it with the bosom of destruction, saith the Lord of hosts. So he's like, I'm going to send you guys to Babylon, and then I'm going to destroy it. With us in it? With it? I'm going to destroy Babylon, okay? The Lord of hosts hath sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass, and as I have purposed, so shall it stand. I'll just make it happen in my own damn time. That I will break the Assyrian in my land, and upon my mountains tread him underfoot. Then shall his yoke depart from off them, and his burden depart from off their shoulders. This is the purpose that is proposed upon the whole earth, and this is the hand that is stretched out upon all the nations. For the Lord of hosts hath purposed, and who shall disannul it? Disannul it? I don't know, me? God? Somebody else? And his hand is stretched out, and who shall turn it back? 
In the year that King Ahaz died was this burden. Hmm. Rejoice not thou, whole Palestina, because the rod of him that smote thee is broken, for out of the serpent's root shall come forth a cockatrice, and his fruit shall be a fiery flying serpent. It'll be very, very bad. And the firstborn of the poor shall feed. Oh, good! And the needy shall lie down in safety. Fucking, finally. And I will kill thy root with famine. Okay? And he shall slay thy remnant. That's not good. Howl, O gate, cry, O city, thou whole Palestina art dissolved. For there shalt come from the north a smoke, and none shall be alone in his appointed times. What shall one then answer the messengers of the nation that the Lord hath founded Zion, and the poor of his people shall trust in it? Hmm. Well, we got Satan a little bit, so that was cool, but like, I'm a little lost on the messages here of like, I'm going to destroy Babylon. Oh, and save us? Not really. I'm going to make sure that everybody's safe, but I'm still going to kill everybody. Okay? Okay. Chapter 15. The Burden of Moab. Because in the night air of Moab is laid waste and brought to silence. Because in the night cur of Moab is laid waste and brought to silence. Oh, so I'm assuming a city. He has gone up to Bajith and to Dibbon. Oh, it's a place, cur of Moab. The high places to weep. Moab shall howl over Nebo and over uh, Mediba. And all their heads shall be baldness and every beard cut off. Oh, fuck. In the streets shall they gird themselves with sackcloth, on the tops of their houses and in their streets. Every one shall howl, weeping abundantly. Ah! And Heshbon shall cry, and Elia, Elieli, Elieli, their voice shall be heard even unto Jahaz. Therefore the armed soldiers of Moab shall cry out. His life shall be grievous unto him. My heart shall cry out for Moab. His fugitives shall flee unto Zor. And Heifer, of three years old, and by the mounting up of Luhith, with weeping shall they go it up. For in the way of Horon name, they shall raise up a cry of destruction. For the waters of Nimrim shall be desolate. Okay. For the hay is withered away, the grass faileth. There is no green thing. So shit's getting bad in Moab? Therefore the abundance they have gotten, and that, they, uh, that which they have laid up shall they carry away to the brook of the willows. That's a cool place. For the cry is gone about, around about the borders of Moab, the howling thereof unto Eglaim, and the howling thereof unto Birilim. Probably a great place. For the waters of Dimon shall be full of blood, for I will bring more upon Dimon. Lions upon him that escapeth of Moab, and upon the remnant of the land. Well, shit. That's not a good sign for a lot of people, I guess, in this Moab place. What did they ever do? Chapter 16. Send ye the lamb to the ruler of the land, from Sela to the wilderness, unto the mount of the daughter of Zion. Only there's one daughter left? I thought there was multiple. For it shall be that... As a wandering bird cast out of the nest, so the daughters of Moab shall be at the fords of Arnon. Okay. Take counsel, execute judgment. Make thy shadow as the night in the midst of the noonday. Hide the outcast, be wry, not him that wandereth. Okay. Let mine outcast dwell with thee, Moab. Be thou a covert 
Okay, be thou a covert to them from the face of the spoiler. But everyone's dying in Moab. For the extortioner is at an end, the spoiler ceaseth. The oppressors are consumed out of the land. Oh, good, I guess. Is everyone dead in Moab, even that Kerr guy? And in mercy shall the throne be established, and he shall sit upon it in truth, in the tabernacle of David, judging and seeking judgment, and hasting righteousness. Oh, good. We have heard of the pride of Moab. He is very proud, even of his haughtiness and his pride and his wrath. But his lies shall not be so. Therefore shall Moab howl for Moab. Every one shall howl. For the foundations of Kirharesheth shall ye mourn. Surely they are stricken. Yeah, because everyone in Moab died, I guess. For the fields of Heshbon languish, and the vine of Sibma, the lords of the heathen, have broken down the principal plants thereof. They are come unto even Jazer. Oh, that's a cool place. They wandered through the wilderness. Her branches are stretched out, and they are gone over the sea. Probably because everyone's fucking dying over here. Therefore, <clears throat> Therefore I will bewail with the weeping of Jazer the vine of Sibma. I will water thee with my tears, O Heshbon, and Elia. Elia, 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 for the shouting of thy summer fruits, and for thy harvest is fallen, and gladness is taken away, and joy out of the plentiful field, and in the vineyards there shall be no singing, neither shall there be shouting. The treaders shall tread out no wine in their presses. I have made their vintage shouting to cease. Wherefore my bowels shall sound like a harp for Moab, and mine inward parts for Kirharesh. And it shall come to pass when it is seen that Moab is weary on the high place, and he shall come to his sanctuary to pray, but he shall not prevail. Oh, shit! This is the word of the Lord. Uh, the, this is the word that the Lord hath spoken concerning Moab since that time. That shit's gonna get bad. But now the Lord hath spoken, saying, Within three years, as the years of an hireling, and the glory of Moab shall be contemned, with all that great multitude, and the remnant shall be very small and feeble. So he's destroying all of Moab for no other reason to be like, eh, fuck them. Right? I mean, it did kind of sound like they were bad people, kind of, but like, it does kind of come out of left field. Right? I mean throwing it out there. Uh, chapter 17. Here we go. The burden of Damascus. Okay. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city. Oh, shit. And it shall be a ruinous heap. Fuck. The cities of Aroer are forsaken. They shall be for flocks, which shall lie down, and none shall make them afraid. Oh, well, that's nice, because all of them are probably fucking dead. The fortress uh, also shall cease from Ephraim, and the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Syria. They shall be as the glory of the children of Israel, saith the Lord of hosts. And in that day it shall come to pass that the glory of Jacob shall be made thin. Uh-oh, but you said you were going to help us. And the fatness of his flesh shall wax lean. Again, promises of God are pretty, pretty short. And it shall be when the harvest man gathereth the corn... With reap uh, and reapeth the ears with his arm, and it shall be as he that uh, gathereth ears in the valley of Rephaim, which I'm assuming good. Yet gleaning grapes shall be left in it, as the shaking of an olive tree, two or three berries in the top of the uppermost bough, four or five in the outmost fruitful branches thereof, saith the Lord God of Israel. 
At that day shall a man look to his Maker, and his eyes shall have respect to the Holy One of Israel. Being like, I open an ear of corn and there's a bunch of grapes in here? The fuck happened? And he shall not look to the altars, the work of his hands, neither shall respect that which his fingers have made, either the groves or the images. In that day shall his strong cities be as a forsaken bough and an uppermost branch, which they left because of the children of Israel, and there shall be desolation. Cool. Because thou hast forgotten the God of thy salvation. Oh, see, you got to lead with that, and hast not been mindful of the rock of thy strength. Therefore shalt thou plant pleasant plants, and shalt set it with strange slips. Well, shit, man. I'm assuming everybody would remember, but I guess you got to, you know, blow everybody up once in a while. In the day shalt thou make thy plant to grow, and in the morning shalt thou make thy seed to flourish. Hmm, good plan. But the harvest shall be a heap in the day of grief of desolate and of desolate, desperate sorrow. Woe to the multitude of many people, which make a noise like the noise of the seas, and to the rushing of nations, that make a rushing like the rushing of mighty waters. That's goddamn right. The nations shall rush like the rushing of many waters. Fucking, fucking A. But God shall rebuke them. Hey, fuck. And they shall flee far off, and shall be chased as the chaff of the mountains before the wind, and like the rolling thing before the whirlwind. It's called a tumbleweed. And behold, at evening tide, trouble, <laughs> as if there wasn't trouble enough. And before the morning he is not. This is the portion of them that spoil us, and the lot of them that rob us. What, well, the people that are rolling by in the wind? Ah, fuck. Uh, chapter 18, we're getting kind of short chapters now, and I'm going to say that, and we're probably going to get a long one here in a second. Woe to the land shadowing with wings, which is beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. Again, probably plague and bad shit that sendeth ambassadors by the sea, even in vessels of bulrushes upon the water, saying, Go ye swift messengers to a nation scattered and peeled, to a people terrible from their beginning hitherto, a nation melt meted out and trodden down, whose land the rivers have spoiled. Oh, well, that sucks. All ye inhabitants of the world and dwellers on the earth, See ye when he lifteth up an ensign on the mountains, and when he bloweth a trumpet, hear ye. Probably. He's pretty loud. For so the Lord said unto me, I will take my rest, and I will consider in my dwelling place like a clear heat upon herbs, and like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. For afore the harvest, when the bud is perfect, and the sour grape is ripening in the flower, he shall cut, he shall both cut off the sprigs and pruning hooks, and take away and Cut down the branches. Okay. Uh, they shall be left together into the fowls of the mountains and to the beasts of the earth, and the fowls shall summer upon them, and all the beasts of the earth shall winter upon them. Well, at least it'll be warm, I guess. In the time, in that time, shall the present be brought unto the Lord of hosts, to the people are scattered and peeled, and from a people terrible from their beginning hitherto, a nation melted, meted out, and trotted underfoot, whose land the rivers have spoiled, to a place of the name of the Lord of hosts, the Mount Zion. So shit's still getting bad. Bad shit is happening left and right. And it's gonna keep happening because God's pissed again for really no huge reason. But whatever, let's see if anybody does anything about it in chapter 19. The burden of Egypt, and probably not. Behold, the Lord rideth upon a swift cloud, and shall come into Egypt like Goku. 
And the idols of Egypt shall be moved at his presence. Holy fuck. And the heart of Egypt shall melt in the midst of it. Hmm. And I will set the Egyptians against the Egyptians. Well, okay, that's an easy way to do it. And they shall fight every one against his brother and every one against his neighbor, city against city and kingdom against kingdom. All right, why? And the spirit of Egypt shall fail in the midst thereof, and I will destroy the counsel thereof. And they shall seek to the idols and to the charmers and to them that have familiar spirits and to the wizards. Fucking cool, we got wizards again. And the Egyptians will I give over into the hand of a cruel lord for no other reason than just to fucking do it. And a fierce king shall rule over them, saith the Lord, the Lord of hosts. Is it going to be one of your Israelite people? And the waters shall fail from the sea, and the rivers shall be wasted and dried up. Not the Nile! And they shall turn the rivers far away, and the brooks of defense shall be emptied and dried up. The reeds and flags shall wither. The paper reads by the brooks, by the mouth of the brooks, and everything sown by the brooks shall wither, be driven away, and be no more. Hmm, well, that's not good. Uh, the fishers also shall mourn, and all they that cast angle into the brooks shall lament. And they're like, fuck! And they that spread nets in upon the waters shall languish. Yeah, don't put a net on me. Moreover, they that work in fine flax... And they that weave networks shall be confounded. Being like, who the fuck am I talked to now? And they shall be broken in the purposes thereof. All that make sluices and ponds for fish. Surely the princes of Zone are fools. The counsel of the wise counselors of Pharaoh is become brutish. How say ye unto Pharaoh, I am the son of the wise, the son of ancient kings? Where are they? Where are thy wise men? And let them tell thee now. And let them know what the Lord of hosts hath purposed upon Egypt. Well, it looks like he's already done it, so... Yeah. The princes of Zon are become fools. The princes of Noph are deceived. They have also seduced Egypt, even they that are the stay of the tribes thereof. Fuck does that mean? The Lord hath mingled a perverse spirit of the midst thereof, and... They have caused Egypt to err in every work thereof, as a drunken man staggereth in his vomit. Well, neither shall there be any work for Egypt, which the head or tail, branch or rush may do. In that day shall Egypt be like unto women, okay, and it shall be afraid and fear because of the shaking of the hand of the Lord of hosts, which he shaketh over it. You fucking Egypt! <laughs> And the land of Judah shall be a terror unto Egypt. Every one that maketh mention thereof shall be afraid in himself, because of the counsel of the Lord of hosts, which he hath determined against it. In that day shall five cities in the land of Egypt speak the language of Canaan, and swear to the Lord of hosts, one shall be called the city of destruction. You son of a bitch! In the day shall there be an altar to the Lord in the midst of the land of Egypt, and a pillar at the border thereof to the Lord. But not really in the city. Kind of in the city, but not really in the city. And it shall be a sign for the witness unto the Lord of hosts in the land of Egypt, for they shall cry unto the Lord because of the oppressors. And he shall send them a Savior, and a great one, and he shall deliver them. And the Lord shall be known to Egypt, and the Egyptians shall know the Lord in that day, and shall do sacrifice and oblation. Yea, they shall vow a vow unto the Lord and perform it, because he showed up out of the fucking clouds and started making each other kill each other. 
that's a great way to instill, you know, fealty. <laughs> uh, but when do you stop being like, all right, enough of you are dead. <laughs> and the Lord shall smite Egypt, even if they're doing the good shit then. He shall smite and heal it, which is fucking dumb. And they shall return even to the Lord, and he shall entreat and he shall be entreated of them and shall heal them. Wait, so he's going to smite them once. They're going to be like, oh, oh, Lord, we love you. Please love us back. And he's going to smite them again and then bring them back up. And the Lord shall, uh, in that day, shall there be a highway out of Egypt to Assyria. And the Assyrian shall come into Egypt and the Egyptian into Assyria. And the Egyptians shall serve with the Assyrians. This seems unrelated, but okay. In that day shall Israel be the third with Egypt and with Assyria, even a blessing in the midst of the land. But aren't everybody in motherfucking Babylon or some shit? Whom the Lord of hosts shall bless, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, and Assyria the work of my hands, and Israel mine inheritance. His inheritance? The fuck does he mean by that? Uh, chapter 20, I bet we'll just end on this one, because it's short as fuck. In the year of Tartan came unto Eshdod, when Sargon, the king of Assyria, sent him, and fought against Ashdod and took it. Okay. Uh, at the same time spake the Lord by Isaiah, the son of Amoz, saying, Go and loose the sackcloth from off thy loins, and put off thy shoe from thy foot. And he did so, walking naked and barefoot. All right. And the Lord said, Like as my servant Isaiah hath walked naked and barefoot three years for a sign and wonder upon Egypt and upon Ethiopia, so shall the king of Assyria lead away the Egyptians' prisoners, okay, and the Ethiopians' captives, young and old, naked and barefoot, even with their buttocks uncovered to the shame of Egypt. Why? Why do this? And they shall be afraid and ashamed of Ethiopia, their expectation, and of Egypt, their glory. I'm very confused. Why are they doing this? What's the what's to be gained? And the inhabitants of this isle shall say in that day, Behold, such is our expectation, whether we flee for help to be delivered from the king of Assyria, and how shall we escape? Uh, why why does this even happen? This this seems weird to me. If God's being like, everybody get along, be like, nope, fuck them. Fuck them and have them walk naked through the goddamn desert. You know? How shitty is that, man? Super shitty. All right, I think that's about it for us. Please, if you can, leave a review either here on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also leave it, I think, on Spotify. That'd be super cool. And um, I don't know, man. You've been gospel too by the stupid.